Scarlet News Digest, 16th of September, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoid strike matches salvation prediction. Federal secession woes continue. The NMLA, one year on. Thargoid strike matches salvation prediction. The number of casualties in this morning's Thargoid strike against two starports in Kornsar is in excess of 10,000. Thargoid vessels have been identified as still present in the system in non-human signal sources, but there do not appear to be any anti-Zeno combat zones. The concern must be that if unchallenged, the Thargoid presence may increase. Local Governor Marshal Noah Sharrow of the Allied Kornsar Constitution Party, who two days ago dismissed the prospect of a Thargoid attack as fanciful, today appealed for help eliminating the Thargoids and to rescue trapped civilians from the two attacked stations. Rescue vessels are stationed nearby. The correct prediction of this attack by salvation must be a source of frustration to Aegis, who were unable to devote any resource to predicting or combating Thargoid attacks. Aegis has confirmed that there is a Thargoid presence in the system. However, Salvation has not commented further. The accuracy of Salvation's prediction, giving the precise system to be attacked two days before the attack took place, may raise questions about what Salvation's relationship with the Thargoids is. He claims to be creating a new system to predict Thargoid attacks. But could he have some sort of inside information or could these Thargoid attacks even be a collaboration between Salvation and the Thargoids to bolster his credibility and discredit Aegis? Many questions remain unanswered. Federal secession woes continue. Seven more factions have left the Federation, but Vice President Archer says he doesn't care. The factions, which include the Unktok Free, the United Possonoi League and the Progressive Party of Ingegale, claim to have left the Federation because they are unhappy about the terms of the Domestic Counter-Terrorism Act, which allows the Proactive Detection Bureau to intercept and read all messages originating to, from or within Federal territory. It probably helps the Vice President to feel relaxed about their departure from the Federation that none of the seven factions actually run any of the systems they have a presence in. Unktok, for example, is and has been run by an independent faction called the Quebecois Patriots for as long as anyone can remember, and so the Federation hasn't actually lost any territory, or more importantly, any tax revenue. And of course the factions won't have made any difference to the level of surveillance they're under. Communications outside the Federation are not covered by the Act anyway. While Holovid calls to anti-Mildred back on Mars can and will still be intercepted because the anti-Mildred end of the call is still in the Federation until Sol decides to leave, at which point Archer and Hudson really would be in trouble. With a total of 15 factions now having left the Federation, Vice President Winters, who has been campaigning against the Proactive Detection Bureau, is coming under fire for encouraging factions to declare independence, although in fact, she has explicitly spoken out against secession. So, the situation is a bit embarrassing all round, but it seems unlikely at this stage that Archer is under the level of political pressure that would force him actually to rethink. 
the NMLA one year on. It's a year since the NMLA carried out their first attack. Tomorrow, 17th of September, marks the anniversary of the assassination of Prince Harold de Waal, a man who might easily have been the Emperor. The Empire has been remembering those who died in the attacks and in later acts of violence perpetrated by the terrorists. It was on the morning of 10th September 3306 when reports came in that Mackenzie Relay in Princess Aisling de Waal's home system of Semius had been attacked by Thargoids. These initial reports turned out to be mistaken. But the confusion was understandable. The starport had been attacked with a caustic enzyme payload using captured Thargoid weapons technology. Shortly after, two more starports, Sholkovsky Terminal in the Gabjaujis system and Garrido Market in the LHS 4031 system, were attacked in the same way. Four days later, a senior member of the Imperial family and father of Princess Ashling, Prince Harold Duval, was assassinated. The perpetrators soon made themselves known. The Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, an offshoot of the fringe Imperial Marlinist movement which had been working quietly and ineffectually to restore the Republic of Achenar that declared its independence from the Federation 1,000 years ago, had decided that the only way to restore the Republic was through violence. Its stated aim of a representative system of government with elected senators and with the imperial family deposed was heretical to the establishment, although the Imperial Internal Security Service voiced its suspicions early on that someone senior in the Imperial hierarchy may have been backing the terrorists. It wasn't long before the Imperial Navy started blockading the Aquada, Betis Chana and Nahuatl systems, the systems with largest numbers of Marlinist sympathisers. These lockdowns increased civil unrest. After a number of arguably insensitive military interventions by the Imperial Navy, where Marlinists in general, rather than the NMLA terrorists, were targeted, a wave of Marlinist refugees arrived in the federal border states. Marlinism had left the Empire. The intervention of the Sirius Corporation averted a humanitarian disaster, and the Marlinist refugees were given colony systems to inhabit, the same systems they remain in now. It was in November that the NMLA first struck a target outside the Empire. Kepler Orbital in Atropos was attacked. To kill, nine of their own NMLA members held there, that the Federation had identified among the refugees, and that were due to be deported to the Empire for interrogation. But they struck again in a far bigger way in March 3307, when they attacked three Imperial, three Federal, two Alliance and one independent starport as revenge against their own killing of what they called the Nine Martyrs of Kepler Orbital. The Nine Martyr bombings were carried out by an NMLA member known as Theta-7 who had escaped from an alleged Imperial Detention and Interrogation Facility six weeks earlier. In the wake of these nine bombings, the Affiliated Counter-Terrorism Unit, ACT, was created to track down and eliminate the NMLA. After the arrest of the Landgrave of Madrid and the defeat of those in the Marlinist colonies purporting to be their political wing, the NMLA seems to have lost much of its power. On the anniversary of the first bombings, the Federal, Alliance and Marlinist governments committed to supporting ACT in its mission to eliminate the remnants of the NMLA. 
the anemone is clearly much diminished, but until Theta-7 has been captured or killed, it remains a very real danger to the people of the galaxy. The story of the NMLA isn't finished quite yet. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.